0: Welcome to another Brave Conversation. Just real girls talking real life. I hope you're encouraged as you listen in and join the conversation. Today's recording is a general conversation. We understand that the challenges of mental health are diverse and unique to each person. If you are struggling with depression, anxiety or other mental health concerns, please seek medical advice. There are helpful contacts listed in the description of this podcast. If you are in an emergency or at immediate risk of harm to yourself or others, please contact Emergency Services on triple zero. Well, I'm so thrilled to be hosting another brave conversation today and equally excited to welcome our guest for today, counsellor and psychologist, Greg Gardner. Welcome today, Greg.
1: Thank you, Christine.
0: So for those that are listening today, could you just give us a little bit of background on who you are and your practice?
1: Thank you. Yes, we have uh, had the uh, Simply Psychology Clinic on the Gold Coast for 12 years now. And which has been in, in various locations but currently in the, the Wurrungaree Valley and where we've been able to quite wonderfully develop our uh, psychology practice in, in a garden there in the uh, Wurrungaree Valley. And so we've been there, we've been uh, seeing clients there for uh, in that location about six years now, but um, no, we've uh, been uh, very blessed to be able to have a uh, Standalone psychology practice, which we've been able to, um, I guess, address people's um, psychological needs with, uh, encompassing a spiritual uh, platform. Um, we, we found that many people are really quite keen to address their needs and their psychological needs in a in a spiritual form as well, and uh, we've been uh, been able to um, develop strategies and ideas to be able to blend the two. Um, and have a holistic, I guess, approach to people's uh, psychological, emotional needs um, because we're never at any time not spiritual. We're never at any time not emotional or psychological or physical. And so um, we found uh, the benefits of being able to address the entire organism um, in their needs and um, that's that's given us a comprehensive approach to people's uh, human need and, um, you know, and people have seemed to have found that very helpful, and uh, somewhat flocked to that particular concept that we uh, in the way we roll out our psychology. I guess.
0: Yeah, it's wonderful. That's one of the reasons I felt compelled to craft a conversation. Was really to address that mind, body, spirit, and soul that yeah. we are. All of those things all at once, yes. and to just focus on one um, doesn't always help us, does it?
1: <laughs> well, it's uh, yeah. It can be a single. A single uh, platform approach will take you so far, and uh, yeah, we we are complex beings. We um, we could we could name body, soul, mind, spirit, emotion, but you know that's that's all that's all we know. I'm I'm sure we are more than that. True. And um, but we can sort of work on those multiple platforms, and just to make a more comprehensive approach to people's uh, to human need, really.
0: Yeah. Well, I really appreciate your time today and I'm going to throw some questions your way (laughs) (laughs) and lead the conversation, um, hopefully to address some of the things, particularly in this season of isolation and where the world has been turned upside down. Mm. Um, So I'm going to just throw you some questions that I think might help our listeners today. Okay. First one is this, I'd love to ask you about feeling overwhelmed. One of the things I hear from women a lot in particular, and even myself, Mm. is I just feel so overwhelmed. And when we're juggling things that we can't not do, like raising our children, Mm. being an attentive partner, doing my job well, there's some things I can't just say no to. (laughs) So how can I manage myself well while I'm carrying everything that I'm meant to be carrying?
1: Okay. Well, that is uh, that is a good um, place to start the conversation because it's a common one. It's a common um, experience of life to be overwhelmed. Not that you ever thought that you would be as a young person. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you never saw that coming generally. But, um, but we can arrive there mm. just through the, the demands of life. I mean, as a general rule living lives in the Western world, we're encouraged to go harder, do more and jam more in around the sides.
0: Go big or go home. That's right.
1: (laughs) And yet you'll find that that's that's got to use by a date, that entire strategy. And at some point when your youthful exuberism (laughs) uh, is no longer there, um, you'll realise that you need to start to manage yourself. Mm. And to try and live your life in your 30s, for example, the same way you did in your 20s, well you know, that also has a use-by date on it and you'll generally come to the end of that strategy at some point because you realise you can't do it. Yeah. And um, and so you need to be able to, I say manage, but you need to be able to to, to regulate your life. And, and that's quite difficult when everything around you, everything, um, all the stimulus around you is encouraging you to go harder, to do more mm. and jam more in. And, and, you know, if you've got five minutes spare on the weekend, you'll go and see someone, you'll ring someone, yeah. rather than... Using that time to um, to care for yourself or to or to leave a margin the uh, the theme of overwhelm um, is a common one in a therapeutic setting, and I guess it takes place around the, the topic of coping, and uh, it seems to be that everyone has a measure of coping, but it's about that long. I'm holding my fingers about thirty centimeters apart it's about that long that's all you get. Wow. And if your life was squeaky clean and your journey through childhood was a piece of cake and no worries at all and high school was a piece of cake and you had, you didn't bump your head on any emotional dramas or anything depleting there, well, maybe you could turn up in your adult life and you've or your early 20s. You've got plenty of coping left. Um, but if your journey through childhood wasn't a walk in the park and you had some disappointments, you had some slapdowns, you had times when life just knocked you back on your... On your back, and you had to pick yourself up a few times, or even your journey through your teens and your high school, etc. Maybe that was easy, but if it wasn't, every time life knocked you down, every time you were left depleted or devastated, you know that that really equates to traumatic experience, mm. and. Um, once upon a time we were told you had to sort of get shot out of an aircraft over Vietnam to get traumatized but uh, we realize now that we can get traumatized from a whole range of directions including um, acts of omission and acts of commission I mean things that people did that they shouldn't have done and people and things that people didn't do that they should have done yeah you know it, it is just being neglected is still part of an abusive scenario and where you'll feel depleted and it's a very challenging thing as a human being to have our needs met Over time, We're a very needy organism. (laughs) Human beings are very needy. I think we get born with the ability to suck. But if someone doesn't put you in a place to have something to suck on, well, we're very dependent, very needy. Yeah. And we ongoingly have have needs for emotional um, safety and stability. But, you know, some parents were were able to provide that and sometimes they weren't. Um, If they weren't, it means that a lot of your coping and your capacity with which to do life is soaked up yeah. Before the game even starts. Wow. And so you can turn up in your twenties and feel like you're you're living you over, know constant overwhelm. I mean you can have a baby and be an overwhelmed too. <laughs> you know, having a child will soak up any remaining um, capabilities. It's or <laughs> Or any sense of self or a competence or confidence. You'll get drained just having a child. It's all new. It's all wild. It's all people tell you it's wonderful, but you could doubt that for a few months there. Yeah. Um, but then you come through that. You Come out the other side, and um, which is great if you are out the other side, but if you're not there yet, well, that's, ah! that's a whole range of ah! moments. But um, I just sort of sketch around that idea of coping for you, and for and one for you to recognize that you will at some point in your life be overwhelmed because you'll get to the end of yourself, and you know you're overwhelmed probably when you start to be afraid of losing it, or you start to behave strangely where your husband, partner, family, or friends, or Parents are sort of saying, are you okay? Yeah. Are you are okay? And, we will ge- and if we're not okay, we'll generally snap back and um, prove to the people that we're not okay. Um, but you know, people around us are generally the first ones to pick up our stress. The people in your world will recognize your stress long before you are, mm. before you will. And, um, and so when you realize that you are overwhelmed, that's generally another reason that we could use to condemn ourselves and give ourselves a hard time and so if you are overwhelmed or if you have experienced being overwhelmed that's that's something that's going to happen to you in your lifetime but do what you can to pull yourself up from condemning yourself and being so hopeless and so pathetic and feeling so inadequate if you can shut that that last yeah. little piece down it's not quite it's not as bad because, you know, life will stretch you. If you haven't worked it out yet, you'll notice that life will stretch you beyond your ability or your fe- what you feel is your capacity to cope. Now, I know the Bible says different. The Bible says that you won't get stretched beyond what you can cope with. Now, like a lot of things in the Bible, that's just a great mystery. I'm, I'm not saying the Bible isn't right, but I don't understand. Because, you know, most people who sit in front of me would would say different. Now, uh, so I don't understand a lot of that, um, and I'm open to wisdom about all of that. Um, only, the only piece I do understand of that ability to be stretched beyond what you can, uh, you can bear is that somehow in your life we need to grow up. Yeah. And you don't grow up when the grass is green and everything's sweet and everything's wonderful. Somehow we need adverse scenarios to help us to mature. Yeah. Now there's a lot riding on us being up, being able to mature and to grow up and get with the program and have an adult view of our lives, our world and our spirituality. And so um, I, can under- I can understand how adverse circumstances cause us to step clear of wanting to be comfortable all the time or the need to be comfortable all the time and get a bit uncomfortable to achieve things beyond ourselves. But um, however, my experience is largely that life will stretch you and may even terrify you and you may feel like you've been hit and bounced off a ball bar and lying in a drain somewhere wondering what on earth happened and what hit you however in those times you know the test isn't often the test the test of life isn't the test of what happens to you the test of life is how do you behave in the midst of that yeah Adverse situation. And that is generally the test, whether your character stands up. You could have a complete whinge and a sook for a while um, and suck your thumb in the drain for a while, but, you know, will you get up, dust yourself off and get back on? Because somehow we need to build endurance and perseverance. Now, I've been up and had a look. Bunnings don't have it. You cannot buy perseverance and endurance. (laughs) You have to develop it. And... um, so I can understand that about adverse situations too, and in the, in the and how they are required, but still doesn't make it any more pleasant. Yeah. And um, so many times, I guess we find people who are shocked and numb by what they've been hit and run with in life, and uh, we walk with them for a while and until they can dust them. We can assist them to dust themselves off and be able to reengage with life again. And um, but you you might have noticed that life can be uh, very challenging.
0: Yeah. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, you're not alone.
1: That's true. You're probably that's human. True. <laughs> pr- that's true. It'll be a natural occurrence in life where you'll get stretched beyond what you think you can bear. And um, so in those times, I guess it's a good tip to be able to just slow the game down. Yeah. Just switch off all your expectations and all the idealizations that you had as a young person, how life was going to be, mm. and just quietly put that, fold that up and put that away. To enable you to deal with what you have got, yeah, and just turn up tomorrow, yeah, just keep turning up tomorrow. And even if you're only in your own evaluation, you're only achieving at half of what you expect that you'd be able to do in life. Well, just keep turning up tomorrow, yeah. And uh, I've noticed that fifty percent of something is a lot better than a hundred percent of nothing. And so keep turning up, and even if you only feel like you're doing fifty or thirty percent. Um well that's a, there, there are worse things and um and in the midst of that you might develop a few characteristics and a few character traits that might be helpful up the way I've been in life.
0: Yeah, I like that. Just keep turning up. Um, another question I get asked a lot Greg is how do I get out of my own head? Um, is there techniques I can use to maybe turn the volume down on that inner voice that is mm. negative and unkind? Mm maybe just like you were saying, that drive that I should be doing more or I'm not enough. Um, and when my mind is running away with those untrue and unkind thoughts, how can I switch the channel? <laughs> yes,
1: yes, and that's a, that's a great, um, that's a broad topic. It just sort of could uh, splatter out into all sorts of comments there, but uh, unfortunately because of the way, our, and the, the way our minds behave and the default settings of our mind – Um, you know, for a lot of, a lot of the time it's not actually safe in our own thoughts. Mm. And because of the way our mind behaves, um, it's, you know, to say, um, thought life was unpleasant would be an understatement for many people a lot of the time because it's downright nasty and, um, we're getting attacked and brutalized in our own thought life. And there's just a whole lot that could be said about that. But, um, and, um. And for a lot of the time, many people feel like they've been hit and run, and dragged along underneath their own thought life. I mean, we're supposed to be managing our our own minds, not our minds managing us. And this is a a large topic, uh, a large topic that we seek to educate people around, uh, around thought life. Um, This is a common, once again, a common discussion in a therapeutic setting. And... um, but, um, you know, I could probably broach, without going into all the details, I, I could just broach a question to you and to those listening today. Uh, and let me ask you this question. Uh, what if your mind doesn't actually know what to think? And because we assume that it should know what to think, because it does all the thinking. Um, we just leave our mind freewheeling to its own devices. And it's a a bit like leaving a two-year-old in a room on their own, unsupervised. I mean, what's likely to happen? You know, it's generally not going to be good. And um, to leave our minds unsupervised or undirected um, is is not helpful. Yeah. And um, particularly, you know... Many people have experienced this now. You, the, when the when the game gets changed up like uh, this entire COVID 19 caper, well, that just ramps up the uh, the risk level of being left alone in your own thoughts to a whole other level. Yeah, and so we um, are generally masters of avoidance. The human beings we're just very clever at trying to avoid right now. And um, so we're all, we'll change it up, we'll have a phone in our hand, we'll have music playing, might even be worship music. It uh, could be a, the next iPod message from goodness knows who and, and we'll try and jam this frequency of our minds so we're never left alone in our own thoughts because we know, intuitively know it's not safe there. And, um, and so it means that we, because we're jamming this frequency using this and another common strategy is just to be busy. Yeah. You know, if if one job doesn't jam the frequency of the thought life, well, I'll I'll do 2 I'll just keep nodding my head yeah. until I'm deliriously busy, um, and just to shut down my own thought life. And um, and uh, many people are caught up in that. And you know, therefore, you sort of head down that path, and you've sort of got to live on adrenaline to do that. So next thing you know, you've got other kidney issues, you've got adrenal fatigue, and you've got all sorts of things. Next thing you know, you're off to the naturopath and. You find out all sorts of other ologists that you didn't even know existed just to try and try and put a panacea on a lifestyle decision you made a long time ago. And um, one of the beauties of this COVID-19 um, time is that the whole world went home. Yeah. And I guarantee that in most homes, that first week would have been awful. <laughs> it would have been awful. In, at a clinical setting, we spend uh, probably a third of our time teaching and coaching people to slow down. Wow. Or to stop. And uh, we have a whole model of understanding for people around the chaos, the chaos model, and how chaos comes into our lives through drama. And we generally say to people as it come through the door, the only reason you were here is because of chaos. It wasn't for chaos, you know, you were to sort of this out. And um, and particularly if you grew up with chaos, it means that you tolerate a lot more chaos. Yeah. If you grew up with them, chaos and drama was normal, well, it means that you're going to tolerate more chaos and drama, and actually good for you. But it doesn't really matter. At some point, your uh, capacity to cope with that or absorb that will be um, be absorbed and will stretched. And even someone who's good at and where chaos is normal, you also will become uh, distressed and despairing um, because if you put if you add enough drama and you have enough chaos, well, your life ends up in panic. And um, some people just live that as just as a life as a lifestyle norm, but you need to have adrenaline in your body to do it, um, which has also been an experience a lot of people through this, um, this shutdown time. You've been sort of travelled at freeway speed in your life, um, travelling too quickly, going too hard, going too fast, and then someone pressed stop, and the whole thing stopped, and you're left alone. You can't even go to the gym to burn the adrenaline off. Yeah. So anyone who was a, had to go to the gym every day, every second day, to feel okay. Well, you were in a mess. You had to, you were someone who had needed probably needed to be avoided <laughs> for a little while until you felt more sane in your own head, until that adrenal was able to burn off, drain off. And for the many people, that took a couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, there's all sorts of things that can trigger us into feeling a little mad in our own heads. But um, just being too busy is, is one of them. And uh, I just mentioned chaos and drama and panic. Um, for those people, for, that, for those uh, who are listening, who that means something to, um, neither chaos, drama or panic are your friend. They will deplete you. Yeah. They will drain you. They will leave you destitute on the side of the road. Um, regardless whether it's normal for you or not, I encourage you to look at another lifestyle Path, particularly, if, and even if you're a person of faith, sometimes we get saved and we come into the, into Christendom, and we bring drama and chaos with us. And um, but if you go back and have a look at second part, second book of Colossians, it talks about all the things that we had to put aside, all the things that we died to, all the things that had to stop, everything we need yeah. to take outside and compost in the garden, and uh, rage, malice, debauchery, and all sorts of things. Half a dozen other words we don't use anymore. But um, and some of that was just that the reactive, stressful, charging around lifestyle. Um, because if you come across into the realms of the kingdom, of the heaven world, well, at some point you need to embrace or line yourself up with peace and yeah. calm and what it is to live an ordered, routine, structured life. And um, there are many that we need to actually spell that out to. If you're over and come over across, maybe you got saved and you're in, you're sort of charging along in your Christian life and you, you feel like you've come to a ceiling or a ceiling effect and you just sort of don't, like, doesn't feel like you can get any more, you can't go any further, you can't feel God. Well, if your stress levels are high, you'll you'll have no idea or no sense of the vibe of your spirituality at all. Mm-hmm. You'll wonder whether God's packed up his bat and ball and gone home. Um. So just stress levels alone will mean your sensitivity to spiritual things will decrease. Um. And so sometimes it's not that God's gone anywhere. Sometimes we just need to calm down and uh, catch our breath, and you know, sit out in the sun, and you know, count the count the daisies in the lawn or the, the little clover in the lawn, and get down and look at the bees and see what they're doing. A couple of moments just to slow the bus of our life down. And uh, they're just a couple of ideas around that that spring to mind around this whole issue of um, busy thoughts. Um, and, uh, if I could just make a comment about persistent thoughts. There are are times when we could be bugged by persistent, ongoing thoughts that they are bugging us all the time, and many of us live in a, a, I guess, a dimension in our minds that could be described as bother, we are just bothered, and, um, and this bother will steal your peace, and, um. Just to, just to drain off, you know, there could be good things for you to be excited about. Could be things you could be dancing around outside, um, you know, being excited about how cool things are. But bothers will come into your mind and sort of take up residency there. And um, and and what do you do about that? And without going into too much detail, just for some of those bothers will actually go away if you were just even just to speak out loud, delete. Wow delete but you need to speak to it and there's just a whole lot we could say about that there's a very ancient technology that we'd all do well to be uh, aware of when it comes to being able to manage your thoughts and um, years ago when I started to do some additional research when I was wondering why some of our strategies were successful where a whole range of other psychological interventions weren't and I was sort of running around with a copyrights was going to thought I was going to copyright something that we would developed something that was brand new? And would you believe that when I did further research into the ideas that we were finding very successful with people, it turns out they were ancient. and they were um, you know, were littered. The ideas were littered through the book of Proverbs, for example. And so, you know, 750, 800 years before Christ, these things were written down. The knowledge was there. But a bit like the Lord of the Rings, I guess they were lost for a 1,000 years. <laughs> and um, But in the extremes of these times that we live in now, we've... We've needed to reach back and bring forward some of those old ideas that are very powerful, and to be able to contend with your thought life. You know, if there was a, it was that if there was a shootout on the, on the street out the front of you, and there was a, a, shootout was between your thoughts and your words. Your words will win every time. Wow. And so, if you're looking for ideas on how to defend yourself in the courtroom of your mind, you need to be able to speak. And. Um, there's a whole range of activities I could share with you around that, but um, uh, just to be able to prove to yourself, you think, oh, that's interesting, is that right? Well, I'll, I'll give you this example just so you can prove, just so you can run away from this podcast this afternoon or today and you can road test this idea. If you, I'll just get you to count from in your minds, quality to yourself, that all listeners, just count quality to yourself from 10 back to 1, And that's easy, isn't it? You can just count from 10, 9, 8, 7, 5. Everyone knows how to count from 10 back to 1 quietly to yourself. But I encourage you to do this now. Just after, in, the, in the same way, just count from 10 back to 1 quietly to yourself. But somewhere in the middle of your count, just say out loud your first name. Just try that. Okay. What happened when you spoke your own name? All I want you to see there is the disruption that happens when you speak. Now, you didn't use the name of some high-powered person. You didn't use the name of the president of some country. You didn't use the name of God. You just spoke. And so i just leave that with you as an example of some of the technology, this ancient technology that's been lost for a thousand years that we can use right now we can bring forward into the right now to be able to start to uh, take charge of your own thought life. You know, I guarantee you, you're not as out as out of control as you believe that you might be. You're not as out of control as your history might have told you that you are. And with a couple of very simple ideas, we can um, turn that around, that being, for example, unsafe in your own mind, you can change that. You can start to defend yourself Uh, as a defensive strategy, then you can be proactive. You can start driving good, quality, pure thoughts into your mind that will enable your mind to stand up. It will enable you to feel safe in your own mind. It will enable you to be able to sit quietly and think. Someone said, what are you doing? I'm just thinking. What are you thinking about? I'm just enjoying thoughts about the kids or about what we're going to do on the weekend or just reflecting on what we did last weekend. I mean, how cool would that be? Just to be able to entertain a thought or expand a thought that wasn't hammered and smacked out of the park by some other grumpy, big, problematic, condemning issue that you might have that might have followed you around for years. And um, anyway, this are just a couple of ideas on how we can not just maintain ourselves, but how we can um, take ground, yeah. get stronger, turn up tomorrow, and not afraid to be in your own mind, not not needing any longer to jam the wavelength of your mind and the frequency of your mind with other things where you could just be happy to run around the house or go about your work, like go to and from work, for example, happy in your own mind because you'd taken dominion over something that had been an issue for a long time.
0: That's awesome. It's powerful. Thanks for joining us. You can help keep the conversation going by subscribing and staying connected. Catch you next time for another
1: Brave Conversation.